The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only, terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday, the ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today. Now, here's your host, Emmett Kennedy. I've got a call here that says, you're the most boring, predictable, condescending interviewer around. Go back to lecturing. You have the charisma of a sick bag. Don't you ever call up to my show again and open up disrespecting me. You don't have a right to do that. You don't You don't have a right to do that. Mind your damn manners. You have the charisma of a sick bag. You won't call me a bonafide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show. Do we understand one another? Yeah, I got you, Steve. All right, now speak respectfully before you throw the insult. Now go ahead. We don't normally broadcast all the, the stuff that comes from scum around the country. You have the charisma of a sick bag. So the scum have tweeted to say, uh, this is a DM from Seamus Murphy, are there sires whose progeny Dennis would be concerned about at Cheltenham? Sires who look the part, but whose horses just don't act on the track or possibly don't find too much when they're faced with the uphill climb. Love the show. Dennis, any any sire that we should be just avoiding like the plague? Yeah, like I was saying earlier, Emmett, I think like, you know, fame and glory would be a little bit nervy for me. I know he's, he's had a winner there. He probably had a couple of winners there. Commander of Fleet won there last year but I wouldn't be he is a great sire and a, and a great sire of, of some good horses but uh, I wouldn't say their record is outstanding at Cheltenham um, I find them very good horses in the flat but uh, sometimes I, I just think there might be a little bit uh, a little bit left to, to be desired really over, over jumps um, yeah they wouldn't always they wouldn't always uh, find a whole lot for you up the hill and uh yeah, I'd, look, I, I'd be, I'd be a little bit, a little bit on the, on the, a skeptical of the fame and glory. Um, great sire, but just not, not at Cheltenham. I think uh, when the going gets tough, uh, the tough get going there, and uh, I, I just think there's, there's been a more resolute sort of sires, sort of horses uh, have, have come true at Cheltenham. Memories of Scorpion's progeny. <laughs> Scorpion wouldn't do it for me now either. To be honest, oh, but. Scorpion was <laughs> Scorpion was a terrific racehorse. He was a horrible stallion. Um, yeah. No. Tom Lawton. Like uh, Tom Lawton DMs with a question for you, Barry. If you back a horse at a decent price at Cheltenham, should you be prepared to trade out in running? I think I know the answer, but I mostly bet on golf, and I've only been betting on horse racing since I started listening to your show during lockdown. I'm all for fun bets, but should we be automatically locking in profits where possible? Thanks. Yeah, look, it's it's each to their own, really. Um, it's something I tend to do the odd time as well, especially if you back a big price one. Like if you if you're having whatever your stakes are, if you're having fifty quid on something at even money, I wouldn't be putting anything up to, to lay anything sort of back. But if yeah, if you're backing if you're backing something at a big price at twenty eight to one, and, and if you're backing them on the exchange where you can lay back, like your twenty eight to one shot's going to be forty to one. So if you're having your tenor there at forty to one, you know I'd be laying a few quid back at. Even try and get your tenor back at four or five to one. You're giving away fifty quid, but you're still you're still winning a good whack if he if he trades anywhere half decent. You know that way you're still winning three hundred and fifty quid, and then look, it's up to yourself. Maybe throw up another fifty quid at even money. So look, if the horse wins, you're still clearing three hundred quid. If he goes close to winning, you're still making fifty quid for yourself. So there's no point in doing all the hard work if you're not going to do an each way bet and get and finishing second or third and getting nothing out. But but it's it's completely up to yourself. Um. Yes, whatever way you want to play it. But um, if you're backing a big price, from, you know, I'd always be in the camp of, of throwing up some sort of an offer 
and, and getting it matched because there's sometimes you look back at certain races, not just at the Cheltenham Festival, but races day in, day out. You might back a horse at 10 to 1, he comes second or third, and he might never have looked like winning. But you look back at the trading history and, and he's hit 7 to 4 or 15 to 8 in the race, and you go, How did that happen? So, so they can trade very short. So, yeah, the bigger price ones, I'd be certainly be advising people to throw up a few quid to get matched in running if they go close. But uh, something smaller, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be taking taking a few quid ever smaller price bet. And when you hit the front up the hill at Cheltenham, it's a long climb to the line. Saw a replay yes, of, the, of the Ultima today and I was reminded of uh, Jericho Rock, who did me proud, ran a monster race. I still don't know how Corrie Grambler just looked like a substitution in a football match. Just It's like he joined it halfway. Um, and comes flying past, but I could have, I could have locked in a profit there. Uh, Toby Anderson, if you could ride only one horse at Cheltenham, Dennis, who would it be and why? Um, uh, I'd say it would be Constitution Hill. Um, Basically, because I think he's very uncomplicated. You could ride him any way you want. He jumps phenomenal. And uh, he's trained by Nicky Henderson. And uh, he'd be on the first day of the Cheltenham Festival as well, and you'd win the champion hurdle, and you just enjoy the rest of the week. <laughs> so uh, it would be, um, he would be a great horse to ride. I, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to win the champion hurdle. He mightn't win it impressive, but he, he's going to definitely win the champion hurdle, I think. And uh, I'd lo- I wouldn't mind being on his back, pressing all the buttons. Damn right. <laughs> and, and that's all you have to do too, is just push a button and, and away you go. Unless statement can expose him in some way. Uh, Orlan Newton, nice name, uh, asks, what one horse you're associated with, Dennis, would, you, would give you the most pleasure if they win at Cheltenham? Um, good question. Um... I think um, a dream to share in the bumper for John Kiley. Um, obviously, John has been a great friend of mine for years and a great mentor over the years. And uh, I've had a great association with John Kiley for years and years. And he's one of the greatest. He's one of the great gentlemen of the game. Uh, has had an awful lot of success from a small outfit. And uh, if you go back to the years gone by when he trained the likes of Shuler Ike to win at Stairs Hurdles and things like that years ago, and he's uh, he's trained uh, Gold Cup winners in Ireland, he's trained fantastic bumper winners in the past, and I'd love to see a dream to share win the Cheltenham bumper firm. Uh, he's 80 odd years of age now, and uh, he, he's just one of the great, phenomenal geniuses of, of horse racing. And, um, yeah, it'd be it'd be a great result for a small man like that. I think uh, I'd love to see him win it. A dream to share in the bumper. He's only trained one winner in Britain, but it was the listed bumper at Aintree back in two thousand and nine, and I don't think he's had too many tilts. So the fact that the horse I, think, goes, I, I think he's, he trained he trained a stairs hurdle winner, but it was before Racing Post started doing the records. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a horse called Schuler Eig. Uh, I think Charlie Swan won the stairs hurdle on it, and he might have it might have been it might have ran in his father's name maybe at the time, but he trained it. And uh, he's uh, yeah, listen, he's he's John Kiley's one of the greatest men ever in racing, That's and uh, yeah, I'd I'd absolutely want to see him win the bumper. To be honest, it would be a fitting 
a fitting tribute to the man's talents at this stage of his career anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure Brian Gleeson got well paid by JP and rightly so because the horse is very, very exciting. And his campaigning of Carlingford Lock for JP was absolute magic. Uh, Paul Elliott tweets, I know Dennis has ridden Beacon Edge before. Would you give him a chance of running in the Coral Cup? Track, trip and good ground would look ideal to me. I would have given him a better chance than the stairs hurdle. Um, I just think in a handicap like something like the Carl Cup they're going to go very quick and he certainly caught my eye in Avon when he ran on and finished third behind uh, Blazing Cal there I thought it was the first sign or first glimmer of hope from Beacon Edge in a long long time but when I looked through his form he was only beaten four lengths in the stairs hurdle two years ago and that was a better stairs hurdle than this one in my opinion and I think, you know, I see there where he's going to run in the Coral Cup. I think I see Noel Mead said he was going to run the Coral Cup. I can see his argument to say that he doesn't actually see out the three mile of Cheltenham. But, uh, you know, he, he's a horse with a lot of class speaking edge. Uh, he wouldn't carry my money if I was a punter. And I'd hate to say it even though, because I, I won a grade one on him over fences last year and he's obviously been a great horse for me and a great servant but uh, for me for me he wouldn't carry my money okay you've been warned um, why at the horse underscore 29 asks who would Dennis love to ride as a long shot at Cheltenham that he thinks is going to be a good chance of being in the mix and how are your fellow jockeys in the wearing room feeling about the new whip rules being so close to the festival dun 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 mm-hmm. um I probably wouldn't mind riding uh, John McConnell's horse in the Triumph Hurdle. Um, Hypertensis. I thought that was a very eye-catching run at Fairy House. Um, if I was an amateur, I probably would like to ride Bob and Co. in the in the is he in the King Muir? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll never get to ride him though, unfortunately. Uh, well, I won't because I'm an amateur. You're not. But what are your reasons for saying that? Because the jockey won't get off him, will he? He is off him. Oh, is he off him this year? He's not riding him. Oh, I didn't know. And that. I know who's riding him. Uh, you can tell us after the show. Who's going to ride him? <laughs> I didn't think he'd he let anybody uh, else ride the horses. Jamie Codd. What? Oh, I. What? Yeah. So now, lads, big news. That <laughs> is huge. The Codfather is going to ride Bob and Co. in the in the Kimure. Apparently so, yeah. Oh, let's Poor go. So, uh, he, he said it himself the other night, so uh, I was a bit shocked. But um, uh, he, uh, he's been asked to ride him. So, uh, yeah, look, um, yeah, probably something like that. And um, uh, I... You know, I suppose I could be here for a week talking about the whip rules. Um, sure. I wouldn't say any of the Irish jockeys are too concerned about the whip rules at the moment because we're still riding in Ireland. And I haven't seen any change from any of the riders riding over the last few days with their whip. Uh, I think they've been all very conscious of it anyway here in Ireland. I don't see any extraordinary bad riding with the whip here in a long time. Um. And I think the big thing is no one is going to have any thoughts about it until they rock on over to Cheltenham on the Tuesday 
um, because basically, you know, everyone is still going to ride the same in Ireland until it's changed in Ireland, basically. Um, and I think it's too close to the festival to be thinking too much about it. There's a lot of stress on at the moment. There's a lot of pressure on getting horse to the meeting. And I think the whip is the last thing on lads' mind. I think they've worked hard with Zoom calls there recently. I've been on a couple uh, with trying to help jockeys change and, and do certain things. But I just think, I just think, you know, the Irish riders are so good nowadays. Look, if you're a rider with a lot of chances at Cheltenham, and let's face it, there's only going to be two or three riders in our, from Ireland that are going to be riding with a lot of have a lot of rides a lot of chances then you know you are going to be thinking of it but you know you are going to be vulnerable in the sense that you're going to be in finishes a lot more than most lads so look the chances are you're going to be the higher the chances you're going to get done for the whip you know um, will there be disqualification uh, it's very hard to think there won't be um, but you know it could surprise us all and there might not be but uh, it's 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 going to be it's tricky. It's going to be very tricky. Um, I mean, uh, especially if it, it, you know if people aren't going to know the result until the following Tuesday, which in my opinion, everyone knows what I think about that. That is an absolute disaster. Mm. I mean, how can you have owners and people celebrating and all the rest of it? It takes the shine off the game. It's taken the happiness out of the game. I've been there. I've done it. I've come into that parade ring where the joy is just immense. The crowds clapping you back in. The music uh, afterwards. The interviews. The sheer and utter emotion and buzz you get. I mean, sure. If you can't be sure after the line, Jesus, am I two or three over, or am I four over? that you could get disqualified the following Tuesday. I mean, that is some sickening feeling. And to go out there and win a champion hurdle or win a, say, for example, a King Muir or a, or, a, or an Arkell or even the Cheltenham bumper, which could be even more jeopardy. You'd be more susceptible to overhitting one in a bumper than you would in any other race. Um you know, to to think there on the on the first day that you you might lose a race the following Tuesday, and you then have to go through the whole week thinking about it. I mean, sure, that's there's no fault in that, and uh, it's it's, it, it, it's going to be very difficult. Um, you know, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope there isn't a disqualification. Oh, there will um, be. It's it's going to be very very tough for owners. Very tough for jockeys, very tough for trainers, and that's uh, just sucking the life out of the sport. In my opinion, it is anyway. I, I didn't look. I've said it on the show already. I, I totally commend the BHA. They're always trying to do their best for the sport, but on this occasion, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the whip rules that were there. I mean, at the end of the day, all they did was move it one whip, one one slap less. I mean, sure, what difference is that going to make? And now they've caused a whole load of trouble, a whole load of stress, and a whole load of hassle. And listen, there's enough stress in this game without added extra stress, and that's what's there now. Added extra stress. You know, I'm I'm disappointed with some trainers that haven't got involved in this as well. I mean, uh, 
you know, there's plenty of trainers will say it's none of our business and it's nothing to do with us and all the rest of it. But it is your business. Mm-hmm. It is your business. And when one of them horses gets disqualified, it'll then become your business. And, uh, you know, I just felt, you know, plenty of jockeys could have got a bit more backing from trainers. Uh, you know, everyone's afraid to hurt the BHA or say anything out of order. I commend the BHA. I think they're great. I think they're a f- fantastic outfit, great regulator, but I just think they're not going about this the right way. I mean, it's it's they, they need to start praising and accepting that there's good people in the sport and there's good riders in the sport, there's good trainers in the sport and stop knocking everyone, you know, and they're, you know, riders are getting knocked at the minute, you know, they're getting blamed left, right and centre and whipped now and suspensions and careless riding at Royal Ascot and all the rest of it. You know, I'm just not having it. Uh, I think there needs to be more uh, happy feel, a more of a happy feel to it than there is at the minute. There's a big negative there at the moment. People have their backs up and they're not happy. And this is coming into the greatest festival of the year. Yep. You know, and this is the festival that generates the money for all the other tracks of the year and all the other race meetings of the year. This is where the money comes from. Um, you know, this is this is this is huge commercially, financially, and for trainers and for jockeys, you know, and uh I, I just think everything about it should be made special. Uh not 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 this now or or it's it looks amateurish now, in my opinion, this whole saga with the whip. And uh look, I'm sure the Irish lads will be fine. Paul Townend is, you know, he's look, he's he's a little genius, isn't he, on a horse, and uh, he's an intelligent guy. He's gonna, he's he's gonna know what he has to do. He, he's gonna know, he's gonna know, you know, what kind of, um, you know, what How kind to of handle a big occasion. Yeah, but work. I'll tell you though, and, yeah. and like, there's there's an added sourness to this as well, because there is. you've you've there Julie is. Harrington yeah. going on look on Sunday, which I thought. I thought Nick did a fine job at that interview, as as he always does. Nick 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 should be hosting Question Time. Bloody Fiona Bruce, Jesus Christ! Um, Nick is is very adept at that kind of stuff. But I thought the timing of it was really weird. Like the weekend, uh, two weeks before Cheltenham, a week and a half before Cheltenham. That's when you come out and you do your big interview. Having said you were going to be at the front face of this, you were going to be there to answer all the questions. You were going to be there to to uh, a re- to deal with any concerns and you come out the weekend in the build up to the Cheltenham Festival nine days before it that's when you give your interview nah nah the whole thing has just been handled appallingly badly um, and partic- particularly now that we know for a fact it is all about perception that it's all about optics but the bigger insult of all of this is something something is going to get thrown out at Cheltenham Make no mistake about it. I hope it's not a winner. But a place horse is going to get disqualified. And guess who does not benefit? You. Our listeners. The betters. You don't get anything for it. You get done out of a place pot. You get done out of a place bet with BetDAC. You get done out of a, a win market. All the bets are settled. That's not BetDAC's fault. That's not any of the bookmakers' fault. That's the BHA made a decision that they will not deal with it until days afterwards. So the Wednesday after Cheltenham, I guarantee you something comes out that a horse is disqualified, but you can go sing for your supper. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, on the breaking news about Bob & Co, he is now trained 
by friend of the show, Harry Derham, who had a winner exactly. <laughs> for the podcast at the weekend with Dagradini at Newbury. He's had four runners in the last two weeks, two winners and a place. And he's training him first time up with the Codfather on board. Let's go! And one for the Hunter's Chase. Let's go! All right. Uh, one last question comes from Lawrence Hughes. Uh, can each of you give a handicap bet, your best handicap bet for Cheltenham Best of Luck? Right. Who is your best handicap bet for the festival? And we're going to do a handicap special on Thursday. Barry Call, who's yours? Oh, for the handicaps. Easy, easy question. Handicaps. Why have you? We'll go with yours first. Oh, oh damn it. I, was, I, was, I was being sarcastic. We'll go, I'll, I'll give. I'll give mine first. <clears throat> I think um, Charles Burns is going to have a good week, and I think he's horsing the. Is it the Boodles Biker? Yeah, yeah. Biker. Yeah, seven to one. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with him. He's good run at Nace, and uh, I I like him. I think um, Charles Burns is a genius trainer, and uh, I think he could have a good week, especially with his son riding a few days, and uh, he'll have them right. And uh, yeah, he's he's he looks he looks like a horse that's progressing. As you know, he could be thrown in there, and um, so uh, he's my he's my handicap selection. Uh, my handicap bet is a horse that I've talked about several times on the show, and I hope he's not rerouted to the county. Uh, I was intriguingly keeping an eye on what mark he would get. He got a beautiful mark of 139. Martin Pipe, which Gordon would love to win because he had such an association with Martin. He was a jockey for him, and he has won it before and had horses run really well. Imagine. I think Hunter's Yarn. Yeah. If Hunter's Yarn goes for the county, good night and good luck. All about that. Uh, if he goes for the Supreme, he's a player. But imagine in the Martin Pipe would be my handicap nap of the festival. Please don't tell me he's going for the county hurdle, Dennis. No, I would say that's a good selection. Uh, I, I I couldn't tell you what race he's running. Uh, to be honest, uh, def, definitely uh, Emmett. But he, for me, he he's a very very progressive horse, and um, he's got a favourable mark. And uh, yeah, I think he's got a great chance Barry? if he runs in the Martin Pipe. But again, it's all down to who rides these horses, yeah. you know, uh, in the Martin Pipe. So you know, that's that's a big thing for me now. Actually, briefly, who would you want on board? Like, who would be a good jockey for us to be looking out for? I think um, Ben Harvey is doing quite well, isn't he, for Gordon yeah, at the moment? Flying, quite yeah. Good yeah, so, uh, and, uh, you know, when Barry asked me the last day what age he was, I said I better, I, I thought he was 21 or 2. Uh, I thought he was 21 or 2 when I said it at the time, but I actually went and asked him just out of curiosity, uh, so that I had my facts right. But, uh, yeah, he is only 22. And uh, so he's quite a young lad. So he's definitely a lad that's going places. And he gave Motown Maggie a good ride at Navin there at the weekend. And yeah, um, yeah no, he's he he be he be he be a good good rider for me now. Um, I I'd like to look at him. I also there was a couple of conditions I left out here the last day as well uh, that I didn't think about at the time. Was Aidan Kelly is another very good rider, very good conditional rider. Um, he's riding for. Um, JP McManus there a lot and uh, he's caught my eye a couple of times and I actually think Sam Ewing can still claim in England um, he still claims in England so uh, that's good for him and Michael O'Sullivan um, is claiming five That's right. and I expect him to win either the Supreme or the Ballymore so he'll be on a high by the time he gets to the Martin Pipe 
And uh, so, yeah, so look, there's there's at least four, you know, riders that I failed to mention on the show in the past there um, that I couldn't think of at the time. But uh, yeah, and they're quite a talented enough bunch as well. So, Yeah, Michael O'Sullivan getting that five. He was brilliant at the weekend as well. Uh, for Gibbons, yeah, he was very good. Um, I will go, yeah, I'll go with Aki and Reesk. Uh, in I think he's going to go on the county hurdle, is he? Um, I thought he was a good winner of the Bet Fair hurdle for Chris Gordon last time out. Um, and as Dennis has me coming around to his way of thinking that it's a, it's a good sign when horses are in good form, so close to the to the festival itself. Um, look, it's probably the hardest race of the week to pick a winner of. Well, that on the mayor's hurdle, I suppose, isn't it? The county, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I thought he was a good winner last time out, and uh, he's in form. And uh, yeah, he's around about 14 to 1. He is 14 with up to 1 with us at the moment. So I give Aki and Reese a bit of a chance in the county hurdle. Breaking news Blazing Cal's participation is in serious doubt. Ooh. It always happens. There's always a big gun who drops out very late. Uh, he has to do a key piece of work on Friday, and his participation is completely dependent on that and how he comes out of it. So Well, I just wouldn't, uh, on, until I saw Blazing Cal at the start. Um, I I just wouldn't be I just wouldn't be certain. Yeah. Until I saw him at the start, you know, um, that that'll be my view on that. Anyway. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, that's it, lads. I've loved it. It's been an epic edition of the show, an absolute epic. But I've thoroughly enjoyed the insight from both of you, and hopefully we have provided gravy for yourself, but also for the Indie Jockeys Fund as well. Um, there's lots more Cheltenham content to come we're doing the handicaps on Thursday and daily previews recording Sunday and Monday for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday uh, and you can hear all the races live on TalkSport 2 from Barry Cole yes thanks again lads we enjoy that all the best everybody 0% commission thanks, man, with Betdac if you sign up now 0% commission take it to the cleaners uh, at Betdac.com Dennis terrific stuff uh, I know we'll talk to you before Cheltenham but best of luck for the festival Thanks a million, Emma. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Barry. Cheers. All, All the best. best and for me, Emma Kennedy, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you again very, very soon. And more Cheltenham content coming your way. Be safe, be well. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only. Terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday, the ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today.